the Craggy Rugby Podcast, the midweek edition prior to the Ospreys game. I've got William Davis on the line. Evening, Alan. And I'm Alan Deegan. Of course, I keep forgetting to introduce myself. Um, so, yeah, we've had a couple of weeks break, but we were out on Friday night in the, in the SCEF with our Six Nations preview. That was a bit of fun, wasn't it, William? Yeah, it was a fun evening. Uh, nice to focus on uh, different competition for a little while. Obviously got off to an exciting, nerve-wracking start for Ireland on um, Saturday. A uh, bit of an easier start for uh, Wales and England, continuing on this weekend. But uh, we might be doing a similar event a little while in the future. Stay tuned, we let you know. It was a good night, and um, thanks to everybody who attended. Yeah, my little start about France not having lost at home in the first round of the match since 1980... Um, and the team that won up being England and went on to win the Grand Slam is, is hopefully a, a good little omen for Ireland for, for that competition. Um, but back to back to our, our competition is back again, our Pro Pro 14 and Connacht are on action again this weekend. And you're up at the sports ground today at the press conference where Kieran Kane and Craig Ronaldson were in, in attendance. Yeah, four, four games coming now, two home, two away. Uh, four of the next six games are at home, and uh, one of those obviously is, is the European quarter final. Um, KK was in good form on what is today Watangi Day in, in uh, New Zealand, which is, uh, I suppose, is their big public national holiday day. And um, they all seem to be in very good form. I think they've enjoyed their break. Uh, Kieran was away and got a little bit of heat, a little bit of a tan which I think has probably cheered him up a bit. Uh, he was trying to tell us today that the weather here is, is improving. As I, as I was walking back to the car after the press conference with the snow beating on my head, I wasn't quite convinced of that. But um, <laughs> let's have a listen to what they had to say. Kieran, everybody has had a break, so that everybody ready and willing and able for the weekend and the next four games. Yeah, there's a bit of bounce in the camp. Everybody's fresh, as you say, and um, mentally we're, we're in a good space uh, as a team. And uh, there's a bit of humour about the place, so it's good. Is it, is it important to, to, to get a break and, and to actually switch off completely from rugby? Or, or do you switch off completely, or are you always thinking about it in the background? Me, personally, I never really get... Uh, too much of a break, although to be fair, I, uh, I read two books um, which were interesting, and but I still found time to do a bit of business. Oh, yeah. So forward tactics in the coming seasons or something like uh, that? Tactical, um, just homework really, um, just various things. Just ticking over? Just ticking it over, yeah. <laughs> The Ospreys are coming in on uh, Friday night. The Connacht have two home games to, to start this series of four. Very close to us in the conference. The, um, there's a real, the two games against them are going to be key, but you want to start these four games with a good performance and a win? Absolutely. We're, we're looking for a, to get out of the blocks, uh, get back into our work and continue on where we sort of left off. That's the thing. Um, yeah, it's a challenge. They're a pretty good side, Ospreys. They sprinkled you know, a lot of internationals in their team, which some will maybe out, but you know we just get on with the business. Uh, but you're right, um, we have to start well and uh, 
you know, they're important fixtures, the whole, the whole block of these games. And is, is, because they're in the same conference, does, does that add to the pressure or, or is that almost...? Oh, look, it, look, it does for the, uh, in terms of the table, but, but every game's the same. I mean, we approach every game the same, so in reality, probably not. And where would we maybe be with some of our internationals? Do you think Kieran will be available, or can, can that, when can Ireland can Ireland call a player back instantaneously if they want? To my knowledge, um, we'll only have one possible uh, available. So I haven't that hasn't been um, confirmed yet. Um, I'm hoping today is the day we'll get confirmation, but we will probably only get one back. That's uh, probably Quinn. Probably Quinn. And looking at. Uh, Bundy had a busy, hard night in Paris on Saturday. He was, uh, he was. Uh, that was a tough game, and he was involved in a lot of tough play. He seemed to be, he seemed to be well up for it and enjoying it. I look. I I watched Bundy, uh, Bundy uh, throughout the game. I I texted him after the game, and I, I congratulated on his accuracy. He was really accurate. Uh, I thought he was quite powerful and menacing. Um, but really, uh, his accuracy was a defining thing, as part of, from my perspective. So, I congratulated him for that. Was, I thought it was a very good performance by him in a pretty tough environment, and you know the weather was a bit, a bit tough to play in too. You'd be looking for a night like this, a nice dry, dryish night. Doesn't matter how cold it is on Friday, to get to get our forward or get our backs maybe a little bit more into the game. That's it's. it's the sort of we want this type of we want a dry ball. Would that be fair to say, Connor? Want a dry ball? Oh, look, we're, we don't mind what it comes. Um, I think we're up for this game, and um, we know the importance of it. And if we don't fire a shot uh, this week, uh, that'll be tremendously disappointing for everybody. Yeah. And just looking at you, where we are with. Uh, New player signing and contracts. Are are you still working through and just deciding who's staying and who's going, or um, because this is the time of year that all of that is decided? And are these four games going to decide how you're going to proceed with that? These four games won't have any um, um, influence on it. Really, it's an ongoing process from day one. It's an ongoing process and. It's just it's something that we're constantly looking at um, and we're reviewing just the same as we're re- reviewing performances, we're reviewing players. So, um, And if we didn't do that, we wouldn't be on the ball. And opportunities that do arise, arise, and we, you know, we take credence of, the, of what's around the corner and it'd be silly not to. So it's, it's just business as usual. Uh, it's an ongoing process. There's no... It's not like we get to a window and we're going to start worrying about this. This is this is it's a fluid situation. It's the way I treat it anyway. And and do you think the way it's worked out that everybody's had a, a fair go? Probably some are probably struggling, uh, and I've addressed that to the team um, uh, on a personal um, note, and, and I, you know, I share their. Um, their angst and their probably their disappointment, but that's life and that's professional sport. So some guys could feel aggrieved 
and I'm well aware of that. That's, that's decisions that have to be made, and sometimes you've got to make the tough ones. And in this period, we've, we've heard that uh, John Muldoon has officially said that he is, as he told us at the start of the season, but I don't think, <laughs> I don't think people wanted to believe him, he is finishing, uh, and I think we now have to accept that he definitely is finishing at the end of the season. So how big a challenge will that be to... You can, can you replace somebody like him, or is he just a one-off? I, I think in this instance he's, a, he's clearly a one-off. I mean, it's quite incredible. 318 games and counting. Um, it's remarkable, really. Um, and I've been in constant dialogue uh, with John, so um, you know, I've been privy to what he's been thinking about, and you know, I respect everything that the man's done. He's it's a it's a new stage of life, and we all you know, time waits for nobody, um, and and we just appreciate every minute we can have with him. He's been a talisman for Connick for a number of years, and um, we're just appreciative that. You know, he's going to stay with us for this season and we're just going to enjoy everything that he does and brings and uh, it's great, you know, but you know, it's life, that's what happens. And there's still a lot of rugby to be played. A lot, and he's up for it. And he's in fine nick and he's leading well, uh, probably the best he ever has, um, uh, according to some people. Um, so, yeah, no, it's... It's to be celebrated, in other words. You know, it's, it's a remarkable achievement, in my opinion. Craig, how have you enjoyed being back at uh, Old Half? Uh, you hadn't started there for, for quite a while, but uh, was that uh, something you were expecting or looking forward to? Yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, <clears throat> like you said, it, uh, it was a bit of a shift in focus for myself because I hadn't played 10 in a, in a good while before that Worcester game. So um, I think for myself, it was just, you know, changing a few points in my mindset and different things to get my head around that but um, I'm enjoying being back there now and, and yeah hopefully putting the foot down a bit more there And you picked up a bit of a bang against Oinia but is, is that uh... Yeah thankfully now it wasn't as bad as we initially feared and um, to be honest the break probably came at the right time, it's, it's allowed me to kind of get back and, and get my bit of rehab done and now I'm uh, fit again to go so um, yeah luckily enough now it wasn't as bad as we thought and uh, looking forward to going again so we won't have to see Tiernan filling in at, at out half again. Did he, did he, <laughs> yeah, it was, was, it was it? tough on T at the time, all right. Um, he kind of got thrown in there a bit. So uh, he did well in fairness, but um, yeah, stuff on him. So hopefully that won't have to be the case again. So he hasn't been giving you any tips about... <laughs> well, no, he, he'd be trying to tell me how to kick, all right. So uh, <laughs> leave that to T, but um, no, nah, it was good. It was good. The, these four games, at this time of the season, you tend to get little runs of games and then it stops again and it starts again. But... These are, are four very crucial games, um, and you're starting with two home games, two Friday night games. Yeah, it's a really big block for us. Um, you know, I think we've really targeted this block, uh, but for us, it really is not looking past the Ospreys this Friday night. Like I said, we're back at home. I think we've done well at home recently, so we want to give the the crowd another another reason to be cheering this this Friday. So, um, we want to get a bit of momentum built up for ourselves over this block, and uh, you know, we're really focused on uh, putting in a good start and, and putting in a good performance. And I'll just, just ask both of you, is, are you doing anything specific about South Africa yet? Are you, does that, you know, the, with the fact that you're going to be playing at altitude, are you starting to look at that or is that game too far away to be given specific consideration? Uh, the back, back office has been. Um, we've been 
pre-planning that for a number of weeks now, but not not the team. Yeah. And you you've been, you mean you've, you you yeah, you have great experience. Times, you've been yeah. there, so yeah. you're going to be given an input specific on that. Yeah, we've we've started our plans and uh, got our priorities sorted out about where we want to go and how we want to get there, and and we're putting it to the uh, people that are concerned and putting our points of view across. You're getting things organised. Yeah, certainly did seem in, in good form and, and um, pretty bouncy. Yeah, he said there's a good bounce in the camp and um, we'll be talking about the injury list in a little while, but there's a lot of guys ready for selection. There's a lot of people looking for places. Uh, we covered quite a lot in a short period of time, I thought. Um, mm. You know, obviously, he's, Pretty, pretty blunt. They they have to win these games. They they you know there's there's, there's this is the this is a key part of the season now, and they've a bit of catching up to do. They need, I think they've got to win three out of the four. Myself, that's the way I'd be looking at it. I think the South African game is a is a very different type of challenge. Uh, just on that, probably worth noting that both South African teams are now up here on a mini tour um, to play three games. So it's going to be slightly odd for the for the cheetahs because they're going to come up and play in in these type of conditions, mm. and then they're going to fly down. Maybe they'll be on the same flight as Connacht down. I don't know. Um, and back to to their own conditions. So there's a lot. Of, so there really is a lot of rugby to be played around here, and it, it sometimes gets a bit lost because the Six Nations takes everybody's attention. But Connacht are f- focusing firmly on 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 Friday night against the Ospreys, and. Um, We've we've got some Osprey's audio, so let's have a little listen to that. You know, in rugby in rugby circles, things move on pretty quickly. Um, as a coaching group, we know we've got to move on quite quickly and uh, prepare as best we can for the for the upcoming uh, fixture against Connacht, and also over the next four week block, which we have to we have to really focus on. You know, you, you, you can't look look backwards in this game. You always got to look forward, and, and our focus is 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 purely on the next uh, four weeks. Yeah, the wind machine. I've checked the weather forecast as yet, but um, it's, I think there's a high 80% probability it's going to rain or be windy. So, um, you know, I, I think they've turned. I think themselves have, have improved under a new coach this season. Um, I think it's taken a little bit of time for them to to really gel, but I think they've had a had a big upturn in their performances over the last four to six weeks as well. So. What do you expect from Connacht is, is I think they're very comfortable with the ball in hand. Uh, they're very comfortable um, in terms of from 1 to 15 being able to, to keep possession for long periods of play. So for us in particular, when we're in transition and when we're in defence, we're, we're going to have to be right on our money because they've got a little bit of shape to their game who, uh, and they can ask a lot of questions. So uh, for us ourselves, it, it, it's, it's been aware of that whilst respecting that we think we're going to um, pick a team and pick a 23 that can go out there and get the job done. Yeah, you know, it's a tough place to go. You know, the weather conditions are always, well, apart from once, they've always been pretty terrible there. So, you know, I'm expecting the worst and then hopefully, you know, it'll be okay. But, you know, it's a tough place to go. The crowd get on your back and stuff. Uh, but, I mean, we just got to stick, focus on what, you know, our rugby, focus on what we've been working on throughout the week. Um, and, you know, I'm sure if we do that, we can get a positive result. Okay, that was um, defence coach Brad Davis, um, who was talking because, uh, of course, since 
since the last round of, of Pro 14 matches and European matches, uh, Steve Tandy has left the Ospreys. Um, and Alan Clark is the is the new interim coach, uh, the forwards coach. But it was Brad Davis there talking, and then we had we also heard from Sam Davis, the the out half, who almost scored a try that could have killed our championship winning season uh, a couple of years back. Um, and they both seem, <laughs> as always, it appears, seem to be fascinated by the weather in Galway. Yeah, I mean, we used to talk about it a lot, and then we stopped talking about it. But it 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 really does seem to get into teams' heads. It, look, it, it, they always reference it in passing. So mm. they obviously talk about it at the whatever their analysis they're doing. Mm. Uh, it's windy, it's wet, it's cold. Uh, it was interesting that uh, Sam Davis also mentioned the crowd. Yeah. And how they get on top of um, the team. So it's, it, it's little small things. Um, there's been a lot of problems in the Ospreys. They've had a very poor season. They're coming into four games now. They play us away, then they're home to the two South African teams, and then they're away to Zebra. So their whole season revolves around these four games as well. They probably need to win three of them minimum to keep pushing for this fourth place in this conference. Um, so it's, but it does fascinate me that that every time you you look at this uh, or you listen to audio from from opposition sites, particularly maybe not so much the sides in Ireland, uh, but the other sites, the weather. So, um, but let's hope it is actually a nice dry night at the sports ground. Yeah, the is forecast probably... the forecast isn't too bad at the moment. I think it's 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 going to get worse as the night goes on. But I think by the by kickoff time it should be fairly dry and a bit breezy but uh, I think the forecast for Saturday isn't particularly good so um, hopefully the game will be over before the particularly when wet and windy weather kicks in um, and, and of course they, like they, they only have seven guys that I can see in the in the Wales the, the, the main Wales squad but there's only two or three of them who were picked in the in the team today so they might have one or two of their guys back so uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens there yeah, it's 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 the Wales have, have announced their side. They've announced an unchanged team. It's it's a kind of a bit of a a Warren Gatland. He's just announced um, that everybody's ready to go, and it's no big deal, and we're all going off to Twickenham, um, which is part of the the mind games that it tends to go on. Whether that'll be the case by the end of the week, but probably if they have got, I mean, look, they had a really good run out on Saturday, so why not name your team? So. The Ospreys could turn up here with a strong, a stronger side than than we might expect. Um, yeah, cause like Dan Bigger's still injured, or he's only just about back from injury, so I wouldn't expect to see him. And uh, and of course, Alwyn Jones, um, you know, legend that he is, he's their version of Paul O'Connell, I suppose, with Justin Tipperick uh, on the bench. But then you're looking at the the guys that could be available to the Ospreys, like Nicky Smith, the prop. He's a he's a decent young lad. He's got you know he's got. 16, 17 caps at this stage, and he's only 22, 23, so he hasn't been picked for Wales, and he could turn up. Um, Adam Beard might turn around, might might appear. Oh, Bradley Davis is the other guy. I knew there was somebody else um, who's who's on the way, and he probably won't get playing. Um, I think he's on the bench. But Adam Beard and, and Nicky Smith could turn up, so they could turn up with quite a strong side. Um, so, I, you know, I know Connacht fans think that, you know, the Ospreys will come fairly depleted, but I'm, I'm not so sure they will. No, a lot depends on where they are mentally. I mean, lo- losing a coach at this time of the season is with immediate effect. It's a bit like Les Kiss going in Ulster. It's it's a bit unusual in rugby. 
it's becoming a bit tougher on that. I mean, yeah. the the boards of directors of these organisations just have to make decisions. They have to look at where they are. So a lot is going to depend on on how they're set up at the, at the Ospreys and what they're actually looking for. But um, Connacht's uh, record in these first games back after breaks is, is a bit wobbly, but it's usually better at home. We generally tend to be away, I think you were saying to me earlier, Alan. So hopefully Friday night, um, get a good crowd in there and, and they, they get going, particularly with, um, you know, if it's a good night to play a bit more, play an expansive game, which I think is what they'll try to do. Hopefully it's an exciting game. Yeah, with a bit of luck. Yeah, just on that record that you, you're talking about, um, going back to 2005 when it's, it happened, started happening at this time of year where we started playing during the Six Nations. We won five and lost eight, but three wins at home. And the last three times we played at home, we won. Um, the one loss at home was to the Scarlets back in 2005. So, yeah, the more recent record showed that we, we do tend to do quite well when we're playing at home. Um, there was a period of losing to the Ospreys four times in a row, but they were all away matches. And that's when things weren't going quite as well for Connacht as they do these days. So talking about going well, this injury list looks looks pretty pretty solid. I think there's only seven players on it. Yeah, if if, if we if we go down through it, uh, there's a, a number of players uh, that are listed as are likely to be available for selection this weekend who've come back. Uh, they would include Andrew Brown, James Cannon, Craig Ronaldson, who we talked to today, who said that the injury to his hip wasn't as bad as they first thought, and Steve Crosby. Uh, Sean O'Brien, Cormac Brennan, and Finley Bealham are very close, which I'm taking to mean that they're probably available to go into training next week for the Zebra game. Mm. Uh, then we're into some more long-term ones. Dennis Buckley is continuing his rehabilitation. is back later this month. JP Cooney is recovering after surgery to his hamstring out till April. Uh, Pat O'Toole is continuing to rehabilitate. Jared Butler. Back mid-February, Owen McEwen returning to team training in the coming weeks. Jay Keenan, of course, is uh, out till April. Peter Robb coming weeks. And Nee Adialokan is later this month. So there's there's a chance that if they don't pick up any more injuries, and, you know, that, that that's very difficult to call. Mm. But the, they could be in a position by the time they're getting ready to go to uh, Treviso, in uh, two weeks time or even to the cheetahs that they're going to have virtually a full squad available of players all looking to play uh, i asked kieran kane today about the contract situation and uh, he said it's an on you know as, as you've heard it's an mm. ongoing process but it's a process that must be coming to end game um and i thought he was very honest when he said some players probably feel they haven't had as much chance as others but that's just the way it works out um professional sport is like that it's it's, it's a winning game but i think these he's not identifying these four games as being the end game of that but players who play well in these four games are going to be happier than maybe players who are just sitting on the bench or who don't perform it's it's getting really getting late into the season for that sort of stuff. It certainly is, and and talking about availability, I think um, we heard that that you know the only player that we're expecting back from the Irish camp is is uh, Quinn Rue. Um, so you know it, it it's we should be at relatively full strength for the game 
uh, at the weekend. So it should be a, should be a cracker. Yeah, I mean it's um, that stuff gets tidied up, I suppose, in the next day or two. But you know, you could have a situation on Friday afternoon if somebody gets injured at captain's run or something. A phone call gets made and a player's told, right, we need him back up here or Thursday. So it's probably a difficult week for the for the coaches of, of all of the teams who have players at international level because they know a decision can be made really at the 11th hour that a player who has been released back to you. Uh, and maybe as well as that, you might get a surprise and a player might come back. But I wonder now, is it a case that if a player was released out of the Ireland squad very late, would the management of, of any team, Connacht or Ulster or Leinster, just say, right, well, you haven't been part of our build-up all week, so we'll, we'll leave you be um, because you've been training and preparing in a different environment. It's uh, someone we might try to get a little bit of an answer to next week. Yes, indeed. Um, so before then, of course, we've, we've got the match and it's going to be live on Galway Bay, as usual. Rob Murphy with uh, Joe Healy on co-commentary. I think they're they're going to start around what twenty past seven, twenty five past seven, um, with kick off at twenty five days. Yep, they'll be live on the stream and uh, they'll be on FM as well. So we're looking forward to that, and uh, hopefully there'll be a big crowd up there. Uh, I'm sure there will, and um, everybody can get stuck in and enjoy some live rugby before um, the televisual feast of Six Nations starts again on the Saturday. Yeah, yeah, because you, you've got the under twenties to watch, you've got the the women's to watch, and you've got the men's to watch. So, like, it's it really is peak peak rugby at this time of year. <laughs> yeah, it certainly is. And uh, I thought it was nice today, Kieran Kane talking about uh, he'd been watching the game, and it's just his enthusiasm sort of uh, came through when he was talking about um, uh, watching Bundy, you know, because yeah. he was obviously the iconic player who was selected. And the fact that. Uh, I suppose he would never watch a rugby match as as a pure fan. He's always looking for things. Yes, yes. But, exactly. it, it, but it did come across to me that he was just there, and he's, you know, he's one of his boys. He's one of our boys, and we want to see him doing well. And um, he was, you know, he was a heavy part of what went on in, in that game. And we're not going to rehash it. But um, let's hope he plays Saturday, and um, maybe another couple of Connacht guys get in. You never know. And uh, that they do well and keep marching forward. Yeah, I'm uh, looking forward to going up and watching the women play up in Donnybrook on Sunday um, to finish off my weekend of, of live rugby. So um, we'll see you on Friday, William. Thanks for tonight. Good night, Alan. Cheers. Bye bye.